The quickest way to this realization, and it's, it's so quick that it doesn't require any time, <laughs> is what we've already pointed to here too many times tonight, an inner alignment with life. Life is now. Not to make this moment into an enemy, to say yes to it, to welcome it, to allow it to be, that's really enough. And if you're still questioning the wisdom and still saying, why should I do that? Whatever happens, at any moment, which is only the one moment, whatever happens in your life appears to be a separate event. This happens and then that happens. But if you look, physicists who have studied, who have looked beyond the surface appearance of things, found that the entire universe is interconnected. The actual what seems like a separation between different things does not ultimately exist. It is a web of interconnectedness. The entire cosmos is one. Everything is connected to everything else. And Buddhists have always spoken of this 2000, for 2600 years of the interconnectedness of all things. And so if something happens at this moment, it cannot not be. It is inevitable. Anything that is has an inevitability to it. Because the entire cosmos has brought this event about. So to not be aligned with it internally is to cut yourself off from the flow of intelligence that expresses itself as the universe. And to be aligned with what is, is to be also in alignment with the one intelligence, which then flows through you and will affect what you do. It will do through you. You are not separate from it. And that's when life gets so much easier. I don't have to struggle with all that. I don't. Not the little I. Through the simple act of surrender, which is ultimately what we are talking about, it, there's great beauty and power in that. Only the little me says, don't surrender. Surrender just to this moment. Become aligned with that and see there is a beauty in everything, even in death because death happens, the end of a form, a form dissolves. You become aligned with that. That is the spiritual practice. That is the essence of all teachings, if you really look deep enough to live in alignment with life.
Whatever form this moment takes, even if it seems to be a limitation on you, which is often the case, I don't want to be here in this place, I want to be somewhere else. I don't want to be stuck here, I want to be somewhere else. I don't want to... I want. Very often this moment can be perceived as a limitation. And of course it, in some ways it is. The body may become limited, maybe the body may get old, you can't move anymore the way you did. Your very body can become a limitation. There are certain things that are as they are. And enormous change happens when you accept them as they are. Not, it's not defeat, it's not accept, I am ill just this moment, not the idea of I am this or I am that. Only this moment you need to accept. Oh, just this. And then there's a beauty in whatever happens and with that comes a gratefulness for what is. It can be a gratefulness for the tiniest things that otherwise you would have overlooked. A gratefulness for the table that you touch, its being, a little flower, a glass of water. Not that you have to think I am grateful, it, it becomes, it's a natural way in which you interact with the world. You're grateful for what is, the beingness, without self-seeking, seeking yourself in it. And then your life improves dramatically when the moment that gratefulness comes for whatever is, You're already abundant. You already have abundant life. The expression that Jesus used, I want you to have life and I want you to have it abundantly. Jesus said abundant life. He said the depths of life, the depths of aliveness. He was not talking about more things, not that kind of abundance. He did not say, I promise you consumer goods and shopping malls. Because when we speak of abundance, we think more things, no, deeper. So the abundance, even if you only have one object or two objects in your life, you give them attention, you look, you touch, and when you give attention, don't use them as a means to an end or some kind of self-story around it and say, look at me, this is, I'm such and such, such an age and all I can afford is this little table. Or the opposite, look how big my table is. Not that kind of attention. No, pure, simply to give something an attention without self, just attention, acknowledge its being. Look at it, touch it, pick it up, see it. Oh. With immediately when you give something attention, a gratefulness comes with that, an aliveness. That's abundance. And then, because it's the depths of abundance, that is abundant life. Ultimately, you're getting in touch with that which is beyond form in you. And then the forms in your life are little addings on, icing on the cake.
not necessary, but quite nice when they come. And not that bad when they go. That's the play of form, the dance of form. And that dance as you leave here continues. You step out of here and the dance of your life and the forms of your life continues. Why not participate in it? It's not deadly serious when you don't need this to be in a certain way anymore. Just play with the things of your life and give attention to this. Just what is. And there is a depth in what is. That's deeper than the form. And that really gives the form its beauty, its aliveness. The depth is in you. Yes to what is connects you with that depth. It seems so simple. How can that be? The inner yes to what is connects you with that depth in you. Oh. That is where you and the one life, the one consciousness that we could call God, are one. No separation. Formless form. You are the bridge. Your home is the formless. But for a little while you move between the form and the formless. But you need to come to an acceptance of the forms in the now. Even if they appear limiting, accept first and then see what happens. Then they change. Accept first, no matter how limiting it seems. The ultimate limitation is the cross, the crucifixion. The cross, how can one accept being crucified to a cross? Can't accept that. But this being that is you, ultimately, each one of you, accepted the most extreme form of limitation, torture instrument, the cross, the torture instrument, said, not my will, but thy will be done. Thy will, whose will? The one. The will of the one that brought this event about. And the torture instrument suddenly became a symbol for the divine. And you don't need to be a Christian to understand that. Most Christians have a limited understanding of what that means. The torture instrument suddenly becomes an opening and becomes a symbol for the divine. They are one. The greatest limitation, when totally accepted, becomes the opening. So if there's still suffering in your life, and if there's acute suffering in your life, the greatest limitation can become the opening. But it may be that you don't need that much suffering anymore. You've had enough. 
our consciousness is still in you, yes. The choice is there now. For the choice to be there, you need to recognize that you've been trapped in mind, that you are trapped in mind. And a good sign is suffering in your life, any kind of suffering. You've lost the now. Re-enter the now. One way is sense perceptions. To truly, in the way that we described, truly perceive acute with acute awareness. Another one is allowing this moment to be as it is. It's a little exit to do. And a beautiful one is the inner body, feeling the aliveness in your inner energy field that takes attention away from thinking. That's another exit out of the prison of mind. That may be particularly helpful when the worry pattern starts, if that's the pattern. Worry is a form of fear, at night, for example. All you, that's needed is notice that it's, been happen it's happening to you. That requires already a minimum of awareness. If you don't have that, you have no choice. You, because you are totally the warrior. Worry, W-O. And the other one, too. You're totally the warrior, and then you have no choice. So the, that fact that there is choice means there's at least the minimum of awareness, even in the midst of unconsciousness being taken over by the momentum of the mind, there's still the minimum of awareness that knows that you're being taken over by the mind. And at that moment, choice becomes in. But that is not up to you. It's by the grace of the divine that that minimum of awareness is there in you. And there, the choice is there. And again, it's only a perspective to step out. And the warrior will tell you, no, I can't, no point. That's another thought. Should you totally believe in that thought? No. There's a thought that says you can't possibly get out of it. And you really need to think about this. And then you do it anyway. It, it is very, that, that mind is very clever with arguments and convince, trying to convince you why not. And then you do it anyway. You can't possibly, you can't feel the body, inner body now. What's the point in even trying to feel the inner body with what's going on in here? It's no point in even trying. And then you do it anyway. And then you sense there's an aliveness in your hands and your feet. Who says you can't feel your body? That was just a thought. And then attention moves there. And it is quite possible within a minute or two you can shift from a worrying entity to 
feeling intensely alive and present in your entire energy field. And, the, and that means the, the inner body becomes an anchor for staying present. It's your anchor. And then you will notice the pull of the mind of wanting your attention back. And some, it will then come up with some other thought. Just before you go, just think about this. And then it pulls your attention half out again. And for a moment you're back in that. And then you notice it again and you're back in the body. And then you have to walk on the razor's edge of now or the rest of lying awake that night. Because if you leave the now, you suffer. And then another thought comes, you leave the now. And then you're back. That is beautiful practice. Most of you probably drive cars. Another wonderful field of practice to drive your car in presence. You're less likely to have an accident also. Mostly when you drive your car you're thinking about something else. It's on automatic. You're not thinking about the driving, nor, you, nor should you be, because you wouldn't be driving very well if you were thinking about. So it's automatic. Something else is driving. But why not just be still? while you drive and perceive everything very aware of the movement very alert it's amazing how many people personalize the act of driving so it's regarded as normal they personalize going from A to B behind the the wheel of a car, it becomes a personal struggle. With other drivers, they get angry. They shout. It's simply the movement of traffic. No different from the weather or any other movement, life movement. But they personalize it because the me strengthened itself through having, where's my enemy? The enemy is right there. say beware of driving pain bodies <laughs> what does a driving pain body want without knowing it the driving pain body wants something to go wrong to have more pain And sooner or later it will. 
All that he or she needs is another driving pain body in the vicinity. <laughs> so our practice here for nature, your own room, walking from A to B, not making that movement into a means to an end, needing to get there just be there every step it's the next step is not going to be more important than this one the arriving is not going to be more important than this moment be there within every step walk along around the campus here as a field of aware alert alive presence without carrying the burden of your story and think about it as you walk. Or I say, I wonder what's going on in the world. What's in the news? not good it wasn't good last week it's not good this week and when you get home and you listen to the news again it'll still be the same the news are very selective the collective mind says this is important and this is important and this is important. That's the news.